If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. there our house is a church come on in and get saved (laughs) from what i don't know you choose what you would like to get saved for maybe you need to get saved uh, be away from us anyway i'm your neighborhood friendly black girl amber and i'm ben what did i write in there i wrote something funny um i'm a part of a dwindling manhood oh yeah i'm part of a dwindling manhood i love it Dwindle away. And welcome to Fly on the Wallen. What is this story about? This show is about, this show is a show where we share our stories of dating, parenting, and what happens when you record it all for the world to see. They put us in the nice studio today, yeah. y'all. I love it. Uh, this show is sort of like a story, though. I know you you flummoxed your words, but it the show is a story. It's the story of our lives. What chapter are we on in the story of our lives? I don't know, I don't know man. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we're like it's it's scary to think about. It's like, oh, it's is it just the beginning? Solid middle age. Are we are, solid middle age? What do you mean? Yeah, we're like in the mid. Oh, the middle of the story. The middle of the story. Middle age. Got it. Got it. Got it. Which would be set in what, what if we die when we're forty? Then we're sort of at the tail end of the story. Why would we die when we're forty? I don't know. There's lots of people who die when they're forty. I don't want to be accidents. one of those people. Forty is young. Anyway, if you would actually like to see more stories that we have shared, you should hop on over to our Patreon. Ben, what's on Patreon? Uh, We have videos that we post. We have the greatest video ever made. Uh, It's called We're Pregnant and Other Lies. It's Amber's documentary that she filmed and edited and produced. And it was funded by kickstarter so thanks everyone on the kickstarter so you can watch it it's about 45 minutes long you'll probably laugh you'll probably cry you'll probably dislike me a little bit more <laughs> the streets love you man some streets but there are some side streets some alleys some alleys where people are creating you know mannequins of me and bashing them yeah that's fair i think that to show your relationship and your story online or just to a wider audience outside of your house, you are open to some criticism. Is that fair? Some. Some, some or tons of criticism. Asterisk. We don't get that much criticism. We, I, I haven't seen anything lately, but I've um, also been staying far away. Yeah, we also get and not maybe so much criticism, but people have thoughts on our they have thoughts. relationship when we do present you know, ways of caring for a kid or ways that we interact or talk to each other and people yeah. will have thoughts mostly positive but yeah. they're still cri- i guess a positive critique that's positive right critique yeah. cri- criticism can also be positive if our life was a rotten tomato score i think we would be i think the critics would mostly like us and the audience would mostly like us we would have a solid like 80. 88 i was about to say like, an like 88, 88 85 we like equal audience and crit critic score sometimes we have harsher criticisms of each other so that that'd be that and then sometimes we think we're the shit and nobody cared yeah i'd say you are your harshest critic yeah some people don't have the 
harsh critic in their head. Most people are totally fine with living their life. And there are people like Amber who have the harshest critic living in her head. Yes, of course. Sound off in the YouTube streets or in the Patreon streets if that is you. Um, we are also going to Atlanta soon. The film will be there. So if you are in Atlanta during dates, let me see when this comes out. You know what? Never mind, because it would have already passed. I see we you in Atlanta. I had a great time in the ATL. Ben, how, how's my hair doing? Because I was trying to fix it before. They're probably not symmetrical. I, I was saying that it gives you a little bit of Queen of Hearts vibe. Thank from, you. Uh, the Tim Burton. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm into it. It's Thank the, you. I think the what was Flying a Boss. Flying Fly a Boss. Yeah, yeah. It is that 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 Gen Z watch yeah, UK energy. You need some elf ears. Yeah, I do. Maybe some vampire teeth. I love them. They're they're going to be on a, a 2024 goal list. I know that they're everywhere right now. So, you know, they're very oh, busy. You want, oh, you want them on the show? That'd be. That'd I would be love great. for them to be on the show. That'd be I will admit that sometimes when I talk to younger people, I'm always like, "What What does that mean?" I was at lunch with a. Fr- I, I was at dinner with a friend the other day recently, and he was telling me some story, but he was like, "You know, TLDR." And then we, I was like. TLDR. Totally liking dudes right now. I was like, what could he possibly mean by that? Do you, did you know what that meant? <laughs> no. Oh, you don't either. Okay, I so you're not just laughing at me. LOL means. I know. know. Um, I I asked him, I was like, I'm sorry. I have been spending the last 15 minutes since you said TLDR trying to figure <laughs> out what that means. And he was like, too long, didn't read. Too Oh, so does that mean like. It's like long story short. Oh, see, I would see. You can know the acronym, but also the meaning of it tends to be a little bit difficult because I would have thought, you know, oh, I got an email or I got information, but I don't really know what's going on because it was too long and I didn't read. Right. TLDR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say it for that, too. Oh, you can? Yes. I think so. I just think in the context of his story. Because long story short means too long didn't yeah, the, I'll spare you. I'll spare you all the details. I'll spare uh, you all the pages so that I can get to like just the the denouement of the story. Uh, That's a lot. But long story, uh, long story short means you're sp- you're about it. to sum summarize it. Yeah, but you would never respond. You never say that if you were implying that you didn't understand what was going on. You know what I mean? Like, too long didn't read implies, like, I don't know what's going on. Or, like, you got invited to the party you show up, and it was a costume party, and you're like, oh, I had no idea because it was TLDR. Too long didn't read the end. I, I see what you're saying, but I know in the, I know in the context of his story, he it's, may, well, I'm just, he's like, I'm just skipping a whole bunch of long, details so you don't have to sit through it. Yeah. That's what it means, too long. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, oh. speaking of things that are long, um, I started something new, Ben. Yeah, Amber did her first pole dancing class. I did. How was that? It was really, really great. Um, I, I am in this season of my life where I am pushing myself to do new things. I'm, in, I'm really in a like Amber level up season of my life because it's the first time I've had actual time and space. I'm not going to a job every day. We're working for ourselves. So this is the first time I'm like, you know what? Let me do some extracurricular activities like I would when I was in school or whatever. So I'm going to do things, maybe I'll vlog them, of course, but I'm going to do things that don't translate directly to success, Mm. right? Like, so I was like, I've been feeling like I want to really kind of get my sexy back and feel like my body is is all mine and it's still attractive. So let me try doing some pole dancing. Let me just try it out. And I actually really, really enjoyed it, especially parts of class where she was like, just freestyle, Just, just work to feel like... What you have is desirable and hot, and you and you are turned on by yourself. Like I like that, you know. Yeah, you had you had a huge smile at points where you tried something, and you're like, "Whoa, I did it!" Or like, yes, you flung your body. It, you can. There's a really cute TikTok that you made. Uh, you told me to do a voiceover over over it. I guess yeah. You told yeah, me to yeah, do yeah. a voiceover. I was like, I think you would make have good commentary here. I did. It was a lot of fun to watch you do that. The first time you showed up, you showed up late because it, it was yes. strict. There's a strict only five minutes late and I when I you know LA has this thing where I Googled Traffic. how far it was before my house from my house and at the time it was uh 
15, 13, 15 yeah. to 13 minutes away, 13, 15 minutes away. And then I got in the car to go there and it yeah. said 35 minutes. And I was like, wait, what? So I missed yeah. the first class. So I felt bad about that. And then I went to the second class and it's funny because my friend was going to meet me there. So she missed the first class. She, she got to the first class on time, but didn't take it because I wasn't there. And then I for the second class, I got there and she was late, so she didn't make it. So I was in there by myself. So I was feeling a little bit like, oh my gosh, like I'm in here with these like young, like pretty and they skinny all have girls. Friends. They probably all yeah. have friends too. That went. There weren't that many people because women... it was an intro to pole dance. But yeah, you know, ladies, we don't go places. You don't go by places ourselves, by yourselves. It's always a friend. You yeah. Know? Men will go to the movies by themselves. Yeah. And such. You did go to a movie by yourself once. I remember you went to go see a movie by yourself. I went to the movies with a friend. And then she had to leave. And you stay. Oh, oh. So essentially, it was. You sort of did a. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I'm not leaving this. You know what movie it was? Bridesmaids. Yep. So I'm very glad I stayed. What you been up to, Ben? You know, you started a writers group. Speaking of like online things, yeah. Oh man, I started this writers group, and I just had trauma like triggered back to uh, teaching on Zoom because it was a writers group on Zoom. Oh yeah. And that is just, it's just not for me. <laughs> doing anything on Zoom now Oh, the group is, in general is not something you want to It was just doing. very difficult to hear people because it was mixed. So basically some people were in person with each other. Oh, hybrid. Some people, hybrid, yeah. It was hybrid. And it was so difficult to hear. You can't hear anything when people are talking. So I was like, wait, what's that? And, um, and I was supposed to show up with some friends and my friend didn't show up. To the Zoom? Yeah, to the Zoom. Oh. So that... That was sad. So similar, you know, I don't really like doing things by myself. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to push you to maybe find some sort of writing group because I don't know. It, it, it For me, it's like going to the gym. It's like I could go by myself, but am I going to push myself the furthest? Like I need no. a little bit of an accountability partner with it. So I don't know. I think doing you should... anything alone is doesn't really help you grow. You got to, you know, runners run with people or they have coaches. Yeah. Yeah, it's, don't do things, we're not supposed to be alone. No yeah. man is an island. Yeah, we're, I've, I've been doing a lot of research on just like human beings and how we're supposed to live in community and live in groups and almost like live in communes. Maybe I'm in my, in my, <laughs> my like, I don't know, just wanting to get away from society and like live on an island with my friends or something era, but I don't know. Yeah, I think, I, I was worried going to my pole class by myself that I wasn't going to like go full out because mm. my friend wasn't there and we can't have fun together. But I, the teacher made me feel really comfortable in that way. Aww. So that's nice. Yeah. She was great. Why do they call it pole dancing instead of stripper class? Cause it's, I mean, it's like stripping, right? No, because it obviously it's like strippers typically dance on the pole, but I don't have to dance on the pole to strip. Like stripping is about mm. taking my clothes off and teasing and burlesque. Mm. Ing. Are there stripping classes? Um, I'm not sure. Like on a pole, yeah. Yeah, but there, but it's all pole. It's like you could, if you, if you want, you can come in there with all your clothes on and still do the pole dancing. Right. Whereas stripping is like clothes off, or maybe it's or, just taboo to call it that. Yeah. Like maybe it's like I don't want to shine up for strip class, but pole dancing sounds yeah. like an art form to it. Yeah, but stripping has an art form to it as well. It does. Right? So it does. I'm gonna make more videos, and then maybe you could you maybe sign up for another writing group. Would yeah. that be helpful? Oh, I thought like you were about to one? invite me to the pole dancing class. No, I need one thing I don't do with the family to get my sexy back. And I don't want you to be like, watch me do it. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to look at my body and just like kill it. And I know that you would be there like gassing me up a little bit. But I can do it by myself. You got you got to find your own. Find your own. All right. You want to move on to imperfect parenting? Imperfect parenting. Okay, so right now, our do I call my sister-in-law my in-laws? I feel like in-laws has a connotation of like an older family member coming in. Mm, could be. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, I think in-laws people assume mother and father-in-law. Yeah. No. Well, my Ben's sister is in town and her husband, so my yeah. sister-in-law and brother-in-law. Yeah. So they are still in-laws. They're not uh, parents, though. Help me segue this. Yeah, they are not parents, but they are watching our kid, which is a huge advantage. Yeah. It, it's been nice having them here because, one, they're very clean and organized. And yesterday I cooked and um, Nick, my brother-in-law, watched Wild and then cl helped me clean. Yeah. So it going back to your commune 
Like yes. being an imperfect parent is inevitable, which is why you need family. It's it made me think like, man, it'd be nice to have family that lives near you. Right. You like there's a lot of disadvantages to that because then they're always over or the expectation is to hang out with them. But not really. Like we have we have a friend who whose parents live out here and they live, you know, down the street from uh her brother and like the she sees the kids, you know, twice a week. That that's great though. You know, yeah. Free free care. Um I don't know, I'd like that. Yeah, me too. And Wild just did her first overnight with some friends that we have that are really definitely starting to become closer to us. Crazy. People are gonna think like, we're crazy for that. How? People there's this whole thing of like we don't let our kids sleep over anywhere. Really? Okay, yeah. let's get into that for a second since we're on our parenting segment. You know what's funny? I I grew up going to so many sleepovers. Like a friend of mine every single year for her birthday she had a sleepover. And um Does she have older brothers? No, but she has a younger old, brother. Old, younger and brother. then we grew up across the street from each other at one point when we were kids. So our families always got together. We spent every New Year's Eve with them. So every year without fail she had a sleepover for her birthday i did tons of sleepovers as a kid but I've, i meet so many adults now that's the that movement. say i've never slept over at somebody else's house like I that would, would never, be too creepy yeah i would never do that i think there's a huge fear around like sexual abuse of course there, uh, massive fear in that especially with um i've heard people say yeah i don't let anybody any of my kids sleep over if they have older brothers specifically wow uh that's the introduction yeah. of like pornography or the introduction of you know, drugs or drinking or sexual yeah. harassment. And I'm not judging a parent either way because, you know, based on your very real lived experience, you're like, oh, I know what goes down with these. Like, I'm not doing it. But I just want to say as a, a kid who went to sleepovers tons of times growing up, I just had such positive experiences like living with other people. There's something about like, I get to go to my friend's house. But then I know people who are like, the minute I got to my friend's house, I started crying and I had them pick them up. And it's not like my mom didn't know these friends. My mom were like very long-term friends with them. And then even in the case of, wow, she stayed at somebody else's house. She was like, girl, here, you have access to our cameras. You can, yeah, like, she was like, here's a link. You, you can, can see the whole it. time. You, yeah. We logged into their camera. We could see when she went to bed. Literally. When she woke up. Yeah. So it was like, I mean, I... I don't know. I go back and forth between trust building at this age because I feel like sometimes we're we reach a point where you're like, I don't trust anybody to do. Mm. I don't trust anybody with my kids. I don't trust anybody with my grocery list. Like where, you know, just anything from from the mundane to the very, very extreme. There are certain groceries when you want that particular kind of, pe- yeah. you, know, you know, pepper jack cheese. You know, it yeah. has to be a specific specific brand or something or not that kind of milk from that brand i want right. the whole milk two percent with a with a with cut with skim or something like that do you think there's danger in having a lack of trust in other people like as a whole because there's danger obviously in having too much trust but do you think the lack of trust yeah when you don't trust anybody then you take on all the responsibility of on your own and you can't do anything there's no enjoyment when you can't trust anybody because there, at points you're gonna have to trust somebody but then the little doubt is creeping in the back of your mind especially with parenting if you don't trust anybody and then you're forced in a position to you have no no option but to trust somebody and you've not developed the 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 release of trusting you're gonna yeah. just be a ball of stress and anxiety i'm actually more willing though to let wild sleep over people's house when she's younger compared when she's you know middle school or something like that because mm. i remember in middle school i had a sleepover oh, i feel so bad and one of the kids it was like five boys and one of the kids tim um we just bullied him i remember like he fell asleep first and we like Put, put water on toothpaste him. in his mouth yeah we did like what was like harm was it harmless or did y'all just like i mean we think this stuff is harmless like in the moment like yo you know it's water like we put water on him to try to make him pee i mean but did you like i i i think water like, to make him pee is harmless i think shaving somebody's head but is there's like an crazy. embarrassment element to there yeah as okay well like you think these little things but that is bullying like dumping water on someone's crotch to sort of make them think that they peed or wet the bed yeah it's fucked up that is not how okay. did he how did timothy how did tiny tiny tim respond I mean, to that tiny tim woke up like really groggy and pissed off and then was like oh come on guys and then went back okay. to bed and then we did it again to him so tim is not talking about this in therapy today 
I mean, he could. I don't know. You think these things are totally fine, but you find out later that maybe this one word or that one phrase or even that tone of voice, um, it went to someone said without even thinking, ends up really hurting that person. Yeah. You find that especially in like marital relationships or boyfriend-girlfriend relationships. You're like, yeah, I just did this one thing. I didn't think it was a big deal. And you're like, you know, a week later, like that actually really hurt me. And I'm still thinking about that. So same thing with sleepovers. Yeah, the... It's it's almost it's interesting, right? Because I can almost obviously like forgive kid bullying a mm. little bit more than adult bullying. Like I think we underestimate how much we as adults like bully each other a little bit because you think you're at a point where like, no, I can advocate this for myself is, or yeah. whatever. But there will there'll be moments sometimes when that friend will just make that jab about oh, like, girl, wow. your dress looking a little tight, no? You're like is like, is this bullying? Like, what? Yeah. Or- I recently had a friend tell me a story of like bullying. We, uh, we had a mutual friend who we will uh, not mention, but of course. Yeah. They were experiencing some serious bullying and just catty shit. Like, it, yeah. these, these were adults like getting up and walking away from them in the middle of, a, of an outing or something really fucked up shit. Yeah. Or just laughing when something was stated or making fun of the person's pronunciation of a certain word. And adults do this all the time. And there's points of like playing. Yeah. And, and but if you're having a, I know if I'm having a bad day and someone sort of pokes fun at me, that might hurt me more than. Or then when I'm just going about my regular day and someone makes a little jab, I might laugh. But if I'm already feeling bad about myself and someone picks at an insecurity that I have, you know, I'll be like, oh, I'll just want to go into the toilet and cry. <laughs> into the toilet. Yeah. Well, there's also some level of a bully needs an audience a I little do. bit. You know, like like growing up, it, this one girl specifically used to bully me a lot in middle school. And it wasn't even that bad when she was just talking shit to me in a class. Mm-hmm. But when all the girls were around, she's coming to me. There, there's something about like it raises the stakes and makes it even more embarrassing. So sometimes I'm like, do I feel am, am I feeling bad about what this person said? Or is it that 20 motherfuckers just heard them say it? <laughs> That's that makes point. it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Bullying is about theater it's about audience it's bullying, about an audience can, can you about, bully without an audience that's what i'm uh, saying you know that's why cyberbullying is so intense because cyberbullying is uh for a huge audience you can put it online and you know tweet about somebody and now you have instead of the maybe 15 20 kids in the classroom i might have heard a comment now you got 100 150 people Ooh. who can all see it that's the problem. That's the audience. The audience makes the bullying so intense. Yes. And and psychologically, you know that, oh, man, all these people saw my shit. Yeah, the audience reacting to the bullying heightens it. Because oh, yeah. sometimes oh. the audience is like, no, that's fucked up. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't have said that to so-and-so. But the, oh. Yeah, I, uh, but like, oh, what you got? You, you gonna yeah. get them next? You're like, no. <laughs> no, I have nothing to say. I'm not witty or fast enough to think. Or you're like, I'm so processing how fucked up what you just said was. Yeah, I'm so hurt that my brain, and I just need a toilet to cry in. Again, are you going to apologize to Tim right here, right now? Man, Tim, I am so fucking sorry, man. That was not cool what we did to you in your crotch. Pouring water on it. I think we like put water in his, put a couple put his of water hand in, in a couple yeah, of water. Yeah, try to make him. Yeah, or I think we there was shaving cream involved in one of these nights, too. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> y'all hate y'all hate this man. Have you caught up with him since? No. We got to catch up with him after the show. How about we have him on next week? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't think I so. do. His brother and I, when we were like younger, we were like f- played with each other's penises. Oh my gosh, Ben! So I think there's like a weird dynamic there like just as you know like, like sometimes kids, kids be experimenting yeah, and yeah. be like let me see how big yours is yeah i think it was like a little bit more than that it was like fifth grade yeah okay that was like my first sexual experience i thought you at... were just apologizing to tim now you admitted that you <laughs> fucked his brother in fifth grade god damn i didn't fuck his brother but yeah there was sexual experimentation with his brother so uh, <laughs> we can move on tim I want to apologize <laughs> on behalf of I, of the Wallen family for the uh, the the bullying and well you know what I mean like 
mess uh, who we've all fucked somebody's brother all right you want to move on to some relationship advice just skipping right through that uh, i mean do, yeah. would you like to talk about your estranged lover no, tim's no. brother <laughs> no you can go on okay Woo, child you know i do love having this show with you because i i always learn a lot about you speaking of trust issues my nails are horrible right i'll have this camera zoom in i'm gonna post a picture of what these nails were supposed to look like because it was a classic case of what i thought i ordered versus what i did to be fair my regular nail tech she's been so so booked lately i just had to book at my local salon because Local, local very local very local i had to look at my local salon because she was so busy and my my old nails she did they were physically hurting i had to get them retouched up so i brought this beautiful honey picture and i i will drop a picture um on the the youtube so that people can see what they were supposed to look like and then i'll have this camera right here just zoom in amber was like, like uh they look like an infection you know <laughs> or like not this yeah it they was look like, like it what the like dinosaurs a... bones were stuck in they look like real Am amber yeah, right now real amber i was going for that amber like, dinosaur effect I, it looks like you scratched your butt and realized you didn't wipe completely here we go that's my roast this, see is that bullying no you're not bullying me is that bullying? and it, gotta check in there's some level of the joke has to be good for it to be bullying anyway you ready to jump into relationship <laughs> advice ouch yeah, what do you got for me? <laughs> yeah, you well, we won't have to drop into it. Well, you got somewhere to be? No, <laughs> I work from home now. Yes, you do. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. All right. First, relationship. I've been calling it relationship advice, not marriage advice. I feel like Thank you don't you. mean that. I, I do. I've been trying to make a change. You Well, you were telling me you were reading about the history of marriage and how it's so grounded in patriarchy and misogyny and, and religion, religion and just, yeah. So, so relationship advice. Here relationship. we go. Dear Amber and Ben, we've been together for 10 years, married for three. A year ago, we moved from the Midwest to the West Coast because we were tired of the winters, wanted better work opportunities. Relatable. When we first started dating, he had a couple of close friends. He had a great relationship with his younger brother. But when we moved from Chicago to Wisconsin, when he moved, rather, from Chicago to Wisconsin, all of his relationships pretty much dissipated for one reason or another. Since then, he's pretty much been a loner and has only hung out with coworkers a couple of times. I'm always encouraging him to get out, connect with others. Within the past few months, he has somewhat reconnected with his family, who they've been estranged for for the past five years, and at least one of his previous friends, but the communication has stopped again. I'm at a loss as to why his relationships aren't connecting. I have a small circle of friends and they all live in Chicago, but I want to connect with other women and hopefully couples so we can experience fun couples trips and outings. When I make plans to meet up with someone, my best friend, my sister, he develops an attitude and tries to discourage me from going. Definitely feels like jealousy. I want to build meaningful friendships in our new state and I'm actively looking for these people and I want to share this experience with him, but he doesn't seem interested in it. Any advice would be great. Leave his ass. Leave his ass where? Back to Chicago. Okay, well, they've moved. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Joking. At the top, they said they moved from the Midwest to the West Coast. They are married. They've been married for three years. Oh. Been together for 10, married for three years. They just recently moved from a friend and community base to the West Coast, right? Yeah. Did you write this letter? I don't know. And now she wants to connect and meet new people on the West Coast. And he doesn't want to, like, he gets, he gets jealous when she goes out and yeah, tries yeah. to meet new friends. He's like, why are you going? Like, just stay in the house. Okay. I thought they said they moved to Wisconsin. 
No, it looks like at one point they, were, they moved okay, from Chicago it. to Wisconsin, now from the Midwest all the way to the West Coast. Yeah, I understand. Tired of the winters. So you, you, you can't move to Wisconsin if you're tired of winters. That is true. Okay, so I, I get... Yeah, uh, Chicago to... West Coast. West Coast and... Or Wisconsin to West Coast. Yeah, I was joking about just leaving him. I mean, that's weird when people get jealous of other people having friends. That means that this person has some sort of deeper control issues. And that is something that you cannot fix on your own. So I think you should call him out. Be like, yo, why are you being controlling? I want to hang out with people. Or or invite him along. But if he doesn't want to come along... He doesn't want to come. He doesn't want to come. I think... There is this notion in relationships or marriages or whatever that we have to do everything with our spouse and our spouse kind of has to be everything mm. to us. Sometimes you can do, do pole dancing on your own. You don't. Yes. Do, yeah. And sometimes I even have to say to you, I kind of have the opposite problem with you. Every time I go with my friends, you want to come. Yep. So I have to be like, nope. I just want to go to cocktail with the girls. I just want to recap on their lives. And I'll tell you, sometimes I'm like, and you compromise the space when you're in it. Not because of the white thing, but like my girl, like if I am meeting up with one of my single girlfriends and you come along, she's like, well, now I'm third wheeling on y'all's date. Or yeah. she's like, Amber, now I was about to tell you how I fucked this man real good last night and then I blocked him. But I don't feel comfortable saying all these <laughs> sexual details in front of Ben. Not that she thinks... Yeah, it's you'll. Some... Yeah, it's just it's like uh, uh-uh, I don't want to tell all my business around your husband. So, I think that I have reached a point, and Ben knows this, especially now that with the baby getting older and stuff. I'm reaching a point where I'm like, I am going to Vegas with my girls. You are not coming. Here are the dates. We're going to see Usher. You can be at the house. Can, can I having get a different a key- hotel room and just hang out? No. Because I want my full Kiki Palmer, baby daddy, you a mom, though, fantasy. Did you watch Boyfriend, the new music video? Usher and... No. Yeah, oh, oh yes. It, yeah. It's new to us uh, right now. But yes, I saw that she dropped us. Now that now that's how you newer, read a bitch. A newer, yeah. That's how you turn a that bitch. That is great. That's how you turn that shit. She's so smart. Monetize. But yeah, I mean, what do you think that is about... I think there is something to be said about the way that women foster relationships and the way that men foster relationships. Yeah. I think men in general, they foster relationships based on specific events where women foster relationships on conversation and how this person can emotionally support me. What do you mean certain events? So you make friends based on what you like to do. So if this person skateboards and you skateboard, that's how you'll connect and you'll just skateboard together and you might not have an emotional connection or you'll make connections between people who work out together or play Call of Duty. That's a huge thing. A lot of a lot of people, a lot of men specifically make friends through video games and playing video games together. So they're not really creating... Wait, I thought you said women do that. No, no. Women make uh, relationships based on like con- conversing and just yes, I got down I like quality now. time where men make relationships based on like the event the event the sporting the event the, yeah yeah and then that becomes like this is just my friend to go to concerts with yeah and so what happens is that there's a lack of loyalty to that when you are emotionally connected with someone especially with women you can still remain emotionally connected with them over any the activity states. Yeah, over and just on the phone and talking on the phone. There are lots of friends that you have that you'll spend time talking on the phone and y'all live across the country from each other and you still remain that emotional connection where I all the friends that I had in Chicago, I don't connect with at all, really. Um, yeah. There's a few from college I'll call and talk with. Yes. Uh, especially the ones who have kids that we can talk about dad stuff and, um, you know, parenting, parenting and things like that. But a lot of my friends... That I had, that I was in book club with, or did sports with, uh, ran with. I don't connect with anymore. Do you feel that loss? No, because I never had an emotional connection with them. Wow. Yeah. So there's. So what happens? I come over here. I just find new book clubs. Yeah, but if it's taking you a minute to find that new book club, like for example, you just said you join a writers group, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't what you thought it would be. So you're not going back when it's taking you a minute to find new relationships. Are you then thinking like, dang, I'm feeling the, this is a hard, this feels hard. 
No, I just try to leech off your relationships. Yes. I feel that. Why do you think you do that? Because they're easier because I, I did the emotional work on them and then the proximity. I, I think the planning, that you, you, you're better at planning them. Yeah. Where I've discovered that with watching a kid and just doing the kid things day by day, by the end, I forgot to plan anything for the end of the day or for mm-hmm. the next week. Because when you watch a kid, you just watch her every single day and you do things every single day. So I've, I've been trying to do better with connecting with some friends. I have one friend that I've connected with really well. And we talk about real shit and it's emotional connection. But still, we connect over events. Like we've been doing, we yeah. go to specifically movies together, like old movies. Um, and so, yeah, it's... Is it enough for you to just leech off your wife's friends? And I'm not saying that that's not unique to you. Like, I, think I definitely think... I don't think it's healthy. Because then you, my, your identity becomes wrapped up in your partner. I was just going to say, like, when I think about my parents, which I, I, I never mean to drag them, but they're the only, like, dynamic that I saw. You don't really drag modeled You mostly drag your father, but. No, I'm not trying to drag. I mean, well, I will say that my mother has fostered most of their relationships. Yeah. So my mom's, fr- my dad is friends with my mom's friend's husbands. Yeah. So he has friends, right? But I don't know if he would, would have, have them, them a or and b fostered them without my mother. Yeah, and I is see that a drag? That, uh, maybe maybe it's just a notice that men men are just bad at developing and fostering relationships. Yeah, you know why? Because because you was you don't you don't you really need Tim's, them because you put Tim's hand in that cup of water, so he don't yeah. want to he don't want to come to the pizza party no more. Yeah, and you was messing well, with his brother's dingling. I think. <laughs> You hate when I say dingling. <laughs> you was messing with some dingling. And so he don't want to hang out no more. I got to still, I got to go back to mess with some more dingling. <laughs> okay. But like adult dingling. Like today? Maybe. Should we I don't go know. find a dingling? Yeah. Do you want me to be there or no? Uh, yeah. Come. Oh, I can be there? Yeah. Well, you can turn you, up. You can get the strap. Oh, God, Ben. Do you want to foster other relationships with other dinglings? <laughs> This show is unhinged. So you wanna you wanna be you wanna you wanna hang out with my dingling. It's so funny. They just said that somebody's gonna pop in here soon to take pictures. <laughs> I want us to. I, I won't even edit them out if they come in. I want us to keep talking about messing with my dingling when they come in here. I am working on developing friendships with people that have emotional connections and being like yeah. emotionally vulnerable but it is difficult for men and did you say ben or men men okay for a couple of reasons i think one there's not as much as a need like men don't need that social matrix to get what they want or to get what they need in the same way that women um require a social matrix to survive hmm. um so to go back to the letter really quickly to wrap up this letter I would advise that you do you don't worry about your husband not wanting to make new friends. But what you do tell him is I want to make new friends. I don't care if you want to make new friends, but I want to make new friends and I'm going to spend time looking, seeking for those friendships and fostering those friendships mm-hmm. and relationships, right? Yeah, Amber and I have started to do pretty hard boundary setting with like when we hang out with friends. Like you were saying, I'm doing this thing on my own Usher, with my friend. Vegas. Usher, Usher Bucks. I'm yes. going to go watch this movie with this friend on my own. I'm going to do this thing on my own and rem- like keeping that independence. Yeah. But yeah. he. I think- Especially when I invite you, you put up a fight. I'm like, okay, you can come with me. Press that shirt. He's like, oh, my shirt's fine. I'm like, well, you ain't coming with me. You know, if you want to come with the big dog, it's, it's, you're going to wash your draw. press, rewash, st- uh, dry clean, and then steam. It <laughs> cost a billion to look this good. All right. Letter number two. Dear Amber and Ben, I've been with my partner on and on for eight years. We have a two-year-old now. And then I have a 10-year-old outside of him. So 10-year-old first got together with this man for eight years and they have a two-year-old is that clear yep okay back to her partner my partner he's older by 14 years and i feel like he's comfortable with doing the bare minimum i have kept us afloat our entire relationship and i'm exhausted he keeps saying hold him down (laughs) but 
I don't see myself holding him down for another 10 years. I do love him, but he don't pay any bills. Please help. Does this sound relatable, Amber? I would love to hear your response to this question. Well, now, Ben, uh, this is not our situation. Do you do you stay at home and you support yeah. me with the business? Currently, yes, but you've only been doing that for a year. Yeah, I think there's this weird thing with men just getting away with living life, doing the bare minimum. Yeah, like I and I fall my I fall into that as well at mm-hmm. times. We're just comfortable because we know that the woman's going to pick up after us, you know. And until that woman says no, no more, I'm sick of this shit, you know. And and they throw in the towel, and 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 the bathwater. They throw out the baby and the bathwater. Yeah. Uh, and so, with this, I mean, boundary setting, making clear outlines of what you expect is huge. I mean, him not paying. He is has not crazy. paid a bill, and they've been on and on. They've been off and on yeah, for I, eight that's years. Crazy. He's fourteen years older than her. This is unacceptable. Yeah. This is this is absurd. I mean, I that is not what I do. Like, I have meetings with financial advisor. I have tax meetings. I have meetings set up with, you know, investments and getting wild at an education five twenty nine plan. I think it's called, yeah, five twenty nine. So there are things that I do with finances and keeping things organized. That hopefully you feel like I'm I'm carrying a little bit on my weight, but some things got to be carried. Has to be carried. Yeah. Hold. Hold him down. What does that even mean? Hold him down. I would never that's ask very, you to hold me down. That's a it's a cultural term. What is it? It's like hold me down. Like be by my side. Be ride or die. You know, take care of it. Like thank you for like being my person. Maybe I'm going through something. But eight eight years on and off, I'm and going y'all through and something. y'all have two kids. And you know what it is. Um, I know you didn't reveal your kids' genders, and honestly, it doesn't matter. I think if a ten year old maybe not your two-year-old, but if your 10-year-old child is watching you just support this man who is yeah. doing nothing, because this is That's my thing. That's develop bad habits for it them. It is, it is. And you're not going to, I don't mind if one person is paying the bills. That's that's fine. That worked in the 50s. Why that worked in the 50s? Because somebody else was keeping house, making every meal, whatever. It it sucks when you're like, I'm paying bills and I'm doing all of the and housework. You're, and you're then why are you up here? Everything, yeah. Yes, like why is this a partnership? Because if I just needed like a sneaky link to have sex, I could like I'll call you. There are numbers for that. There are numbers for that. Yeah. There are services for there that. Are, there are websites. So I think I think you're playing yourself if you think that this man is going to change after eight years of doing nothing. What does that mean? I don't think so. If, if he's never paid a bill and he's never shown up for you in that way, and I, I can only imagine the hell that was that pregnancy. Because you'd get to a point where you physically can't even do it anymore. So who did it then? What do you have to say? <sighs> Yeah, why do, why do we put up with these people? For love, because we're lonely, because we think we don't deserve better. Mm, yeah. And you're like, you know what? No, I deserve better, or at the very least, I don't deserve this shit. Like, I don't, I don't know what I deserve, but I know it ain't that. I don't know if I deserve, yeah. but like that, like this doesn't feel good. But I think we we put up with that because. In our brain, we're like, this is fine. This is fine for now. Or I want my kid to know his dad or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it's not fine. Yeah. You, there is no world where you should be paying for three people. I know what Amber would say. Put his ass on child support and kick him out of the house. Absolutely. So he has to. He probably can't. Exact- you know, your child support payment is going to be $17. But or like what? What are you doing for like? So. So, because I'm sure this man has wanted to go to a bar or something also. So, he's probably also spending your money then, too. Absolutely not. Th- I mean, obviously, like, you, you're you not the same as this person. No, no, no I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'm, but I can You struggle, see, but you're not the same as this person. Yeah. It's, it's easy to fall back into that, especially when you have someone, when you feel like someone's going to pick up after you, mm. you know? It, it's, and so, <clears throat> I'm not going to... I mean, you're a victim here, 
but it sounds like maybe you're enabling this person. Yeah. And so you eight have years. To, eight years off and on, you have to you have to say no more. And at, and if you don't say no more, he's just gonna keep doing it. He is. Like there's he's not gonna change unless you stop enabling. And I've I've recently hit a situation with somebody where I was like, Oh, I'm enabling this person if I continue to send them money or specifically. And I was like, nope, I have to stop this. And so, you know, Amber not Amber sort of helped me make that decision. It was really good, but it was hard to do, you know, it's hard to do that. So. Yeah. Do you find yourself daily struggling to be like, Oh, I could change my mind anytime. Or are you like, no, I'm pretty firm. Like it's getting easier each day well, to yeah. not enable them. Or you're uh, like, no, it's hard every day tonight. You, well, if you think about it, you'll probably feel guilty, right? Yeah. And if you let that person talk to you, they'll probably make you feel guilty. Um, so you have to block some numbers. Yeah. It's not easy. <sighs> or sometimes it's also like, I'm a big person on, I need proof of change. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell me a million times, I promise I'm gonna change. I promise I'm gonna start. Like tomorrow, I'm starting. Like I need you to write down. Like I, I told, I was telling a, a creator friend the other day, and I probably shared this on the podcast before. I once had an agent working for me, mm-hmm. and um, I was I was reaching some tension in this relationship with this agent, and I, they were like, Amber, it's super disheartening to hear that you're unhappy. Da 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 da. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me. Forget all that. Yeah, yeah, I'm disheartened too, bitch. I'm broke. So we we both disheartened and broke. Well, one of us is broke. And so I said to her, I said, she was like, what, what, Amber, what do we need to do? What do we need to do to make you feel better? And Amber told them exactly. Exactly what I needed. I said, I need weekly meetings and touch points because we go monthly without speaking and I'm the one that's reaching out to you being like, Hey, where, where are the deals? Where, where's the, where's the brand strategy? So I said, I need weekly meetings and I need you to make a three month plan on how you intend to help me in my career. A three month plan. I want you to plan three months out and then backwards and plan. What'd you say, what, Amber? What, what'd she say? what do you think this bitch said? <laughs> what'd she say? We're no longer working together. I think the audience can infer and she was like, Amber, you know, we just don't really have the capacity to do that. Like, I said, that I don't have the capacity to be one of your clients. Let's talk capacity. I don't have the capacity to be your girlfriend. So don't tell me, hold me down, blah, 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 blah. Write down, give me a three-month plan on how you intend to change. Give me a, I was about to say, nigga, nigga give me a one-month plan. I, I don't know if this person is black or not. Give me, but this, this. This behavior is niggerish. So give me a one month plan on how you intend to make changes. I'm talking Google Doc from taking out the track. You're like, you know what? I might not have a job, but what I will make sure is every day your coffee is hot and warm. Uh, every day your bath is ran at night. I will get the kids dressed for school. If you could do all of that, I think this woman would still stay with you. But give me a plan of the daily things that you intend to do to make a change, and I want to see the check boxes. That just made my dick hard a little bit. What did the way you said that? Say what? The the whole get specific. Give me the list of what I said. The whole checklist. Keep my coffee hot. Hot with creamer. So, like your command is pretty hot. Yes. Or, and I get it. Sometimes, you know, we've reached a point in our life where I'm like, I don't know if Ben, I, I don't know if I can trust Ben to make the list. Cause I'm going to be mad if like, I'm like, dang, I, you, you see the trash piling up. I thought that would have been top of the list, but okay. So I don't know sometimes if I can trust you to make the list. I don't trust, I, I, whereas if it's household things or whatever. But what f- is frustrating is like, here's the list of what would make me happy. You going to do it or not? You know what I'm saying? So I think like even if, even if I guess for this relationship, like if I made the list, could you do this today? And if there is any pushback, get this man out, this camera, get this man out of your home immediately. You don't, and he doesn't even need a 30 day notice. Get him out. I want you out. If he, if there's any pushback to a checklist and making 
things happen because you don't have to necessarily pay bills to help out around the household. But what is what is horrible is when I have a partner and I feel single. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? You like a list? You like a list? I do like a list. I like check checking and marking it off, crossing it out. It helps me. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. All right. That is it for our relationship advice segment. Yeah. Let's talk about the things we're reading. Um, talk to me about. Uh, uh, night crawling. Yes. Um, so Ben went to the bookstore recently and he bought did. me a book called Night Crawling. I want to say by Leela Motley. She wrote it when she was 16 years old. She did? I didn't know. Th- this this computer is way too far away from me. Hold on. <laughs> tell, tell them what you're reading. Uh, so I'm reading a couple of books, but I'm reading A Hat Full of Sky. It is a book written by Terry Pratchett. It's about a young witch learning how to be a witch, but she likes to wear green. So she gets made fun of, actually, for uh, not wearing black. She, yeah, she's not as witchy as other kids are okay. as far as witchy. And so she feels like really left out. It's a really cute book, but it's so thoughtful. And and uh, there's a really terrifying like mind monster called the Hiver that basically okay. feeds off of your insecurities. So mm. this hiver ends up coming onto her and possessing her because she's struggling with like whether she has the ability to be a witch and sort of possesses mm. her. And so she has this mind battle with the hiver and she has to like deal that with that. Yeah. Come like, to life as a character. She's like, I'll never be able to do anything. Or and, and also the witches in this book, they do witchcraft and magic, but most of what they do is, you know, helping uh, a goat have a baby or helping a man you know, talk about his son who died, you know, 50 years ago. And yeah. so it's more like back, you know, it's in the chalk country of like England, you know, so it's sort of the country of England, small towns. And so the witch, the witch's witchery is mostly just headology, you know, talking to people and being kind. Okay. You know, headology is this idea, this <laughs> phrase that's used in the book where you play mind games with people. But in a way that helps them to grow. So, so our, this, our oh, in a way that helps them to grow. Yeah. Never mind. I was like, our, so our last caller has a, uh, our last letter, our last writer has a, a headologist on her hands. But no, no, but it, he's not helping her grow. Yeah, headology would would be like, hey, I'm feeling really insecure. So a witch would be like, hey, I have this special pendant that will make you, you know, feel really powerful. And and at one point, you know. Tiffany Aching, who's the character, is like, is there actually a spell in that? They're like, and one of the older witches is like, no, no, but it just helps them. Tiffany Aching, why does that name sound familiar? Tiffany Aching, she shows up in a lot of books. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh. Room service. No. no. Uh, the, uh, the, um, Terry Pratchett, The Witches. Remember that witch game we played? The There's witches. A board, there was it's, a board and it's game not Broom played. Service? No, Broom Service yes. is the French game. Remember yes. we had that, I gave it away. You bought that for me. Yes, I was like, the name I, of this witch is so familiar. So we had a board game and with these witch ba- names. Yeah, it was based on the Discworld series. This is part of yes. a series of like fifty books, and I've read all of them. So I've read this book multiple times. Right, but it's so um, uh, I, I've been re-listening to all of them, and they're so comforting because they're so positive. So when I'm driving around while to gymnastics or to the grocery store, I pop it in. And the guy's voice is just so soothing. I think he read the he was one of the readers for the Harry Potter's books with so this very clean English accent, and it's the uh, the writing is very positive. It deals with just philosophical ways, actionable ways to live your life. Of course, you know Terry Pratchett does that. Yeah, he's he's a wonderful dude. So that's what I'm reading, and I'm I'm liking that you're wearing the green. I know, very, very I, witchy. I, I pr- I'm kind of a witch. Especially with these snot nails. Yeah. Actually, the more I look at them, they're sort of growing on me. Really? You know, so they're becoming, you know, I don't know. It's not funny, but. <laughs> it's not right either. It's, it's not, not right. right. There we go. That's the It's joke. not right, but it's okay. Who sings that? I'm going to make, make it, it anyway. anyway. Who sings that? Do you know? Why do you do this to me? Because you know I'm going to say some just... black woman okay. who's not the right black woman. Okay, and okay. you're going to be like, okay. this It is a black racist. woman. Keep going. It's a little bit of an 80s feel. Friday night, you and your friend went out to eat. I love when you do that little voice. It's like, it's like gurg- it's I'm trying to impersonate the person. I'm going to make it. Is it Whitney Houston? Yes, yes! Is it Whitney Houston? 
Ding, ding, ding. At this point, we need to play a game on the podcast. Uh, of like, of like, like a button, like Ben's not racist. It's like a little yeah, button yeah, that yeah. pops up. It's like, Ben's not racist. Yeah, show, show a picture of this black woman named who it is. Well, you you could actually play it like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure this is a copyright issue for music, but like, just play that clip and you could guess. But didn't that sound a little Whitney-esque? I mean, nobody can sing like Whitney, but like, yeah, the yo, you, you, Thank you. You do great impressions. Amber has a... A great impression. One of my favorite impressions of her, and you've done on the show, is that of my aunt with a thick, oh, Long Island yeah. accent. You've done it here on the show. Amber. Uh, but oh, you, Amber. what else? You do a, you do a great impression of your father. Go on TikTok. We're going to dinner tonight. You have you have wonderful. <laughs> oh, you, um, yeah, highly dramatic, over-the-top people. You Thank do you. very well. Thank you. So, and, which is why I myself, uh, you 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 do a pretty good Amber, sometimes. When I've thought about it, when I'm in the mood, but do uh do Amber taking a bite of a really good meal? Mm. Oh, that's right, yeah. I'm, like you talk with your mouth. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, where's my computer? Where's my phone? I gotta take a picture. Of it. <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. I can't even have a day on bite without trying to televise the bite. I'll get there. I'll get there. I've been having a lot more moments of like, this doesn't need to be on camera. This is not. What? Yeah. Why are you laughing? I... I'm genuinely <laughs> curious. Well, because, you know, Amber and I have been beefing a little bit. So that might be the reason why. Like, I don't need oh, to put no, this not, beef on camera. Not the fight. Not the fight. We never put our actual arguments on camera. <laughs> I don't, But I feel like this, we've been beefing a little bit more often, which is why yeah. you've probably been like. Yeah, we've been at each other's throats. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, there's so many uh, projects, like great stuff happening. Yeah. And it just, I think the. The stakes have just been ramped up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So Amber's been stepping up to match the step up of the stakes. And I've been crawling up. <laughs> I would say you're seated at the bottom stair, looking up, being like, what a cool stair. Stairs are fun. <laughs> Maybe I'll climb the stair. I don't know. That's a good uh, impression of... Um, Yo, brain. No, like... Uh, I think a character that Eddie Murphy does. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. He from, would do something like that. From, Norbit. Uh, Norbit. Amber does I a do, great Norbit impression. I do love Norbit. You, Amber made me watch Norbit, and it had like a 10% in Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I watched that whole movie in one sitting. It was one of the best things I've watched it's in a so while. It's so good! Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of effed up where he's like the Asian characters and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Of that, course. That did not. A- Eddie gonna be an Asian man is something. God. But I love his Respucia. I love his Norbit. Like... That I'm just saying that's the only thing that didn't age well. Is it? Sadly, I still be watching. Like it, it's it's just really good. I I I I would actually say Norbert is one of my favorite, if not one of my favorite movies. One of my favorite movies to quote. Like it it just has so many quotables. You do quote, yeah. I, of course, of course, I'm wearing bottoms, <laughs> ma'am. We have a 300 pound weight limit. It's like I don't weigh 300 pounds. I weigh 165. It's just hilarious. We should have a movie night and I'll watch Norbit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. You ready to get out of here? Yeah, absolutely. I'm hungry. Are you hungry? But you read Nightcrawling. You have nothing to... I did. You know... Well, the first line of the... I haven't started too much, but it is based um, in Oakland, which I don't really know much about Oakland. And I know I've met a lot of people here in LA since I've moved who tell me that like Oakland has a rich history and everything like that. But so this book Black is history specifically. Rich black. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I, if I'm if I'm talking to them, I'm, let's just assume they're black. Okay. Remember that one time I went to this event and this like girl who was biracial, she was like, "Do you have any black friends?" I was like, "That's a weird question to ask me." I think yeah. she was looking for more black friends. Yeah the the way it was presented, yeah, it was weird. But the but the context of like, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> there maybe was something she, there. Maybe she saw that you had a. Uh, because I was with oh. you. You were there. But to assume that because I'm with you, I have no black friends, it's kind of wild. Wait, yeah, you were, she was a friend of, oh, okay, I remember now. And the friend that we, the friend that introduced us was my black friend. Yeah, yeah, and she, and that friend called her out, was like, that's a weird question. Yeah, she was like, why would you ask her that? She's like, I don't know. I was like, okay, if you are actually looking to have more black friends because you're biracial and you were raised around white people, like, just say that. But it's weird to ask other black people, like, do you have black friends? And make it, make it a bit, yeah. Or maybe I said something that made her think I didn't have black friends. 
I don't know, which is also weird. How what many, would I have how said? How many black friends do you have, Amber? Do Basically, almost all my friends are black. Count them. What, what, I, I couldn't even count them because I'm black, so a lot of my friends are black. Mm. I could probably count my white friends. Oh, yeah. Probably good. How many black friends do you have? About one. <laughs> are you, am, I, am I your friend? <laughs> That's your friend? That's who That's I, your friend? That's who Sorry, I, Zeus Network. Baddies West. Again, great impressions. <laughs> That's your friend? Just leave Amber. You like to lick back. Yeah, so good. Amber does uh, Krishan impressions. No, this one is Razor, but Razor. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact that you know one character on the show, that's really good. Did well, I, I don't, I don't know if that's really good or horrible, but it's great. Christian, Christian, Christian was right. Oh, Christian, Christian would have been funny if I said that seriously, but no, whatever. I, I know I hang out with Amber enough to know to yeah. know certain things. I guess technically, if you're going back to our earlier conversation, if you just mooch and leech off of my friends, most of your friends are black. <laughs> If you think about it, right? Yeah. You you got some, a couple white friends. Mm-hmm. You have very diverse friends. We have, we we both do, but any friends that I've met that are not black because they were my friends first and they're black, like our Indian friends like or Latino friends I've met through you. Have Boom. diverse friends. Is that the it, name of the episode? <laughs> have di- it's also weird when someone goes looking for a diverse friend. You yes. Know? Well, that's what I feel like this girl was asking me. This biracial girl was asking me at the party. Like, She's like, do you have black, black friends? Because I need more black friends. But I'm like, yeah, but since we don't have the same experience. Yeah. Is it okay to go out looking for diverse friends? On some level. I think I think what you should do is, to your earlier point, is like you should look for... Like, like, what are the events and activities that you want to be doing? And then maybe you start from there. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I have met people who are like, oh, I don't have any gay friends or I don't have any trans friends. And and it's like they want a trans or gay friend. Yeah. But then you got to go to, like, drag brunch and stuff. Like, maybe you should just start with the events that a majority of those people will be at. I don't yeah. know. But, the, you For know, me, that's bad a, advice. There's a cringiness to it of, like, I want a certain kind of friend demographic, so I'm going to insert myself in these spaces to hit a quota of diversity is so fucked up. Well, well diversity is-, is over recently. So oh, we, who said that? The Supreme Court. So oh, we yeah, don't have to yeah, worry about yeah. diversity anymore, actually. You know what? There is something to be said about maybe not wanting certain races or ideological markers of friends, but wanting to have more cultural experiences because I was talking mm. to my brother-in-law this morning and he was saying like we just live in an area that is so like everybody's the same and they believe the same things and they like culturally they you know same beliefs same routines and I'm mm. just getting tired of living the same day so you, you don't wow, want to be like that's powerful that's a powerful yeah phrase. so it's like I'm I want to move the same day yeah Oof. I want to be in a space where I have different, like, so, which another way to say it is like, I want black friends and Latino friends and friends that are gay and friends that are trans. And I just want to be around people that offer different perspectives than myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because to not do that is to live the same day. Mm-hmm. A good way to start is reading books. Yeah. Good, good you and your characters, the headologists. Reading books. I think you're just enjoying talking to me. Yeah. I am. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice not to have a kid running around. I know. Do you I, keep looking for her? Uh, no, but it's also the setup is really good. So yes. I can look directly at you. Yeah. So I don't feel any need to look to to the right or to the left. I feel very engaged uh, with you. So I'm glad. Nice. I hope so. I feel that connection. We sort of needed that. Yeah, we did. You feel good? Yeah. Do you feel good? I do. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Okay. Yeah, you want to get some food? What's going to be the name of this episode? I didn't even... Call it Headology. Ding-a-ling. Oh. Headology and then what? The Headology of Dingling. Okay, wait. What does Headology mean again? Like when someone Fs with just, your mind for the better? Yeah. Yeah. The Headology. So the messing with your mind for better of Dingling. You just say Headology. Headology is great. We'll figure it out. And with that being said, thank you so, so much for listening to another episode of 
Fly on the Watlin. I'm not going to sing it because I don't hear the outro music here in the studio and then I'll hear myself being way off key in the playback. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to another episode of Fly on the Watlin. Here comes your outro music. We'll see y'all next week for the show. Bye, y'all. You know they're from TikTok because those laughs keep you coming because they're wilding all the time. Before wild throws a tantrum, listen to our silly anthem because they're wilding all the time. Don't swap one ever squats and does a dance to please a place and Ben reads books while serving looks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.